gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of It's Not That Deep, bro, and we're back, episode 42, 42, we're keeping it large right now, because we have another special guest, <laughs> who has been on already, it's Liam Cook, how you doing bro? I'm good thanks, how are you? Fantastic. Never better. We're mixing up our format a little bit this week, aren't we, Martin? We are. We are. We've actually already seen the film. That's right. We went to the cinema. This is the first time. Since. Since. Rise of the Skywalker. Yeah. Which was, what, episode... It was like episode nine or ten, I think. Was it? It was early on. It was early on. It was was early on in our... uh, you're going to look it up? I'm just going to have a, a, a glance, yeah. Because um, it's been over 10 episodes since we've, we've been to a cinema. But I thoroughly enjoyed our big return. It was it, episode 8. It was episode 8. Episode 8. Damn, and we're on 42 now. Wow, that was a long time ago. Time flies. When and, you're having fun. Um, so we've already seen the film, right? It's a film called Nobody mm. by... Olin, take the stage. I'm gonna really a hard to pronounce. Name. I'm gonna really butcher this. <laughs> Ilya. Thank you, Liam. Ilya Naishula. Na- wow. Naishula. Naishula. Where's he from? Ilya Naishula. Ilya Naishula. Um, and he is from Russia, I believe. And he's Russian the director man. of Hardcore Henry. Have you seen that, Martin? I have not. What is that? You need to watch that. That's like a... I don't think it was very well received, although I enjoyed it. It's like a uh, first-person... You know first-person shooters? Yeah. It's all filmed in first-person. It's like a. Vi- it's not based on a video game, but it's like a video fir- game yeah. film where he's just fighting people. Mm. Like, it's even got, like, NPCs, basically, who just, like, appear, like, in a massive fucking tank out of nowhere. You know, <laughs> and then and disappear. And point him in that direction. Like, that's where the... Ac- you know, and then... That's where the off. action's happen. Yeah, and then fucks off for, like, half an hour and then just randomly... It's literally like a... It sounds like, like a video a game. cool idea. Yeah. And I Hardcore like, Henry. And it's very violent, and I liked it. It was an exercise in bad taste. May have to uh, have a look at that, yeah, actually. Yeah, pop it on the list. <clears throat> uh, maybe some point we'll get round to it. I guess... I'm aware of this film, Nobody, because it's got Bob Odenkirk in it, um, who is famously Odin. known as for... Saul yeah. from Breaking Bad and Better Call Saul. But I guess that's not really why I know Bob Odenkirk. I know Bob Odenkirk because he... Well, he's like the reason Tenacious D exist. Really? Really? Yeah. He wrote all of... Obviously, they're like a comedy band. And... He wrote kind of the sketches that became the songs for that first album. That's insane. Yeah. That's amazing. And then he also was big in... Do you know who Chris Farley is, Liam? I've, I am aware, but I've definitely... Is, heard his name. Yeah. He, he was from Saturday Night Live, and he was like a, a heavy set gentleman. Yeah. But he was very energetic, and he would like cartwheel onto chat show <laughs> appearances and shit like that. And he... His famous bit was a, uh, a motivational speaker that would come round to your uh, family's house to inspire your kids not to do drugs and not to because 
If you do drugs, you'll end up living in a van down by the river. <laughs> and Bob, <laughs> Bob Oden wrote that van down by the river bit. So he's like a renowned comedy writer, basically. Yeah, yeah. I I just knew him. Well, I knew him from Breaking Bad, mm. but past that, I knew him from that uh, Mr. Show, I think. Mr. Show, with yeah. With David Cross. David Cross, yeah. Who is in Arrested Development, which is also amazing. Just Point have we ever spoke about Arrested Development? I think briefly, only. But I don't want to talk about it about until Arrested you actually watched it. Okay. You need okay. to watch it because I know. It's... Well, it's just a confusing development cycle. What do you mean? Yeah, that's the name of the film. <laughs> it's a show. And show. It <laughs> pauses and there's breaks in it, and then series. This is like the third or fourth series oh, is presented in a very odd manner. Bother, don't bother with anything after season three, the original run. So the show. I've just never end. watched season four. So you've not watched any of the new. Well, season four came out like seven years later, so it does end. Okay. In fact, it ends satisfyingly in season four. Just fucking brings it out again to, for no reason. It like it ends satisfyingly. It, mm. I think it was cancelled, but it's a, one of those scenarios where they knew it was cancelled. And I like enough elements of that show to go back and watch it again. Will Arnett, I just find infinitely yeah. funny. He, it, he makes me laugh. It, Job. It's got so many like hidden like running jokes yeah. that you catch. Um, just every time you rewatch it, you catch more. Sort David of Cross. Tobias. Yeah, he's like the most ridiculous character in TV history. So is this like a funny TV series? Yeah. yeah. Everything David Cross says is like a sexual innuendo, in but he is completely unaware. Unaware, yeah. yeah. He's like a pathetic human being. Yeah. Tobias. There's, yeah, the iconic... <laughs> a pathetic yeah. human being. The yeah. iconic <laughs> meme of it is... <laughs> He's got this condition where he can't be naked ever. He has yeah. to wear these cut-off shorts underneath his <laughs> boxer shorts or whatever. And, and then shower like that. And, yeah, I mean, there's a clip of, like, a. it's probably been turned into a meme, a clip of him, like, crying in the shower, like, in cut-off shorts sort of thing, like, because he's not got a job. He struggles he to... <laughs> he is pathetic. He struggles to express his sexuality. <laughs> yeah, he's he's a homosexual for sure. It seems that way. But he's in denial. But he's always spotted around the, all the gay bars and mm. kind of like Mac from, it's from Sunny, Sunny. Yeah. Before, <laughs> before he comes out. It's similar to that vibe. But so. To get back sorry. on the path of this film. That's right. That Bob Odenkirk <laughs> is the person who plays Hutch. Hutch. Hutch Mansell. Mansell, yeah. Hutch Mansell. So, Liam, because you are the guest. What did you think of the film? I know you already watched it. I'm a so yeah, this is your second viewing. Yeah, I'm a big fan of this film. Why? Why? Same. Why is that? Same. Uh, well, it's just a incredibly satisfying film, and it's made by the same team, I believe, who made the John Wick films. If if anyone's no seen them. wonder. Yeah. That. So the <sighs> actions. It all, was so good. Yeah, the action's incredible. It's all it's all just very crisply shot and in camera, mm. not like wildly edited, and uh, and it's got um, <laughs> lost my train of thought. Mm. Does it have someone in that you thought was of note? I mean, the first thing oh, I said when I walked out yeah, was Christopher Lloyd. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I can't believe how um, fluid the man still is. <laughs> how old is he? 
he's got to be it. I'm sure when he did Back to the Future, like he was like 45. 45? Yeah. So he's got to be like... He's like older And that's like 35 years ago. So Doc is meant to be. So he's like 80, I reckon. Christopher Lloyd is... Fucking 82 years old. Yeah, Jesus Christ. What about the guy... RZA. Who, huh? The rapper RZA. Oh, the RZA. No, no, is no, that, no, no. Is, yeah, that what yeah. it, is that how you say that? Yeah, yeah. I'm clearly the, very the, out of touch with the... The leader of the Wu-Tang Clan. Really? Yes, the I RZA. I never fucking knew that. He's acted... No, he, no, no. He has an acting career. But yes, yeah. I know who you're talking about, Martin. The Russian man. Um, no, no, no. The Russian man. The... Guy he did Back to the Future with. How old is he? Oh, oh how Martin old is um, J Fox? Is that his name? Martin? No, no it's Michael, Michael J. F- Marty is, is Michael his character's J. Fox, name. Yeah, and then he's Marty McFly. Michael J. Fox has Parkinson's, and it's not been a fun time for him. Um, I reckon he's, he's 65. 60. Oh, he's only 25 in that then. Uh, yeah, and he's 23 years younger than Christopher Lloyd. But Christopher Lloyd was popping moves in that film. <laughs> he was! But Did what? you see their moves, bro? Look. I saw I saw him dual wielding a shot well, two shotguns and fucking literally blowing people off their feet. Mm. Literally off their feet. Like, literally off their feet. Like through the roof almost. Yeah. So Martin, what did you think of this? No no no, what did you think? You go first. You know there's a reason why I structure things the way I structure them. Why? Uh, just because I feel... He's going to give a controversial opinion. He is. I don't... No, not not to the film, but there's a reason that I structure my opinion to be last in the proceedings of how we ask people opinions on this show. Why? And that's because I feel like my point of view is uh, encapsulating. Like, it's, it's always wider, where you'll talk about things that are, like, straight up in your face in the film, mine is, is, is the wider take that allows us to manoeuvre us into the ending of the show. But then it doesn't matter where... There's no issue. My, yeah, there is no my, issue. My take, on, <laughs> my take on, the, on the film would be... I thought it was good. I liked the film. It was... Um, <laughs> Very articulate. <laughs> <laughs> well, just basic thoughts. Right. Shall I go deeper? Yeah, please. I thought it's like a six point five out of ten, or like a seven out of ten. Yeah, for me, I'm I'm probably around seven around or seven point five. I like very specific. much how the crime that you see at the beginning of the film he doesn't respond to, and you it's made out in his local community that he's a bit of a pussy for not doing that and like he's let his family down but really the motivation for not doing that is because he's a fucking animal and he didn't want to open that kind yeah. of worms in front of his family and That's like right. show them all of that so that and because he he knew that their gun was empty as it was revealed later and they weren't a real threat so he didn't need to even even do that yeah and also I would argue that it wasn't like there was no point in doing it because he's he's a fucking like you said he's an animal mm. that wouldn't have been any sport because he would have just fucking annihilated them like Definitely. they're amateurs yeah <laughs> but the, the vibe very very well um improvised the vibe that you yeah. get at the beginning of the film is that he is like the classic overworked mm. kind of apathetic 
soy boy. (laughs) (laughs) Basically, like he misses his bins every day and he's, oh, life. He used to have the glory days and he's reminiscing back to then. But really, he's not. He doesn't want to go back to the, the early days at all. He just wants to fucking... Have a happy family. He wants that domestic life. And yeah. Which from a killer. Well, he thinks he wants it. What? But re- yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> there is that side. He does love it. He, he loves, does he love the it. game. Like, yeah. his gra- like it. And then, I guess, it's interesting to think about when, his dad. No, you carry on, sorry. Well, his dad just says at the end, like, I tried that retirement life, but yeah. I much prefer this. <laughs> yeah. 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 The film yeah. felt like a, like a celebration of like a midlife crisis. Or like just a celebration of like surface level pleasures, mm. and it was, but it wasn't like ashamed to be. No, I think that. The f- yeah, I think <laughs> I, I agree. Like the reason it's called nobody, people keep asking him like, "Who are you?" Yeah, like, I'm just a nobody. Yeah, and that ties in with the whole midlife crisis, like this place you can get to in the middle of your life where you're just another. Yeah, a- nobody. Another average Joe. Yeah, yeah. and it. it it's a bit like Joker for the for the, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? They can, they've probably got all that aggression built up inside them just from the everyday, yeah, stresses of, of life. Mm. But I, I, yeah, and it's, a bit bit gory. Yeah, bit you much. think so? Yeah, man. There were points. I quite enjoyed that. Yeah. Honest. What do you like about gore and violence? What do I like about it? Mm. The gore and violence. I don't know. It's just. How, how does it make you feel? Depends on the execution. In this specific film. Yeah. So like, the way he did things were like, he never really used guns from like at the start. Do you know what I mean? He always used a certain weapon or like, um, just the environment. An, yeah, the environment. Yeah, like yeah, just a piece of chair. Sus- yeah. It's like Deadpool. It reminded me. And it just looks. Yeah, looks. It looks cool as fuck. So. Obviously, that comes with like how gory it is, because mm. you have to see all that shit, like that, whole fucking uh, C four. The claymore. The claymore. That's it. Yeah. Mm. It's just. I think, great. I think you actually. Yeah, and. What about the bit when he cuts the guy's throat because the guy stops breathing and he doesn't want to kill yeah, him? Yeah. So he cuts his throat and is it's it called a catheter? It's a makeshift. No, that's what they. It's a makeshift trichotomy or whatever they yeah. call it when you cut someone's throat a little bit because they can't breathe. And but it, sure, it, they yeah. say you can do that in an emergency if you've got like um, a biro pen. You can take the thing out of it and stab. Yeah, out that's the. Wimple. Yeah, that's the classic that I'm aware of. Yeah. Mm. I mean, which and he shoves a straw down. The, he cuts some guy's throat open and he shoves a straw in it. That was the bit that stuck out to me as like the most violent. It very took me back to Kickass, like with its over-the-top violence. Yeah, but I, well, I'm not a fan of Kickass personally, so that's why I'm like, <laughs> I think that about to pretty... protest. Yeah, <laughs> I think that film's pretty well put together. And yeah, it's like very it's got t- a lot of fans, so it's just me, really. The but. fighting scenes in those films it reminded me of it too, because like just how tightly edited, mm. like that bus scene, was something straight out of Scott Pilgrim or fucking yeah. Kick Ass or something like that. 
It is kick-ass. <laughs> You're talking about. Yeah, but then Scott, I'm saying that the bus scene in this film, nobody was like kick-ass. Oh right. Pilgrim. I think the violence in this film was good because um, I feel like it. You could actually feel it, sort of thing. It was like. Um, yeah. You know, I heard a lot of ta- a lot of people both times I've seen it because I've seen it twice now. There was a few like gasps, sort of thing, from mm. behind me when like, you know, certain things happen. Yeah, and and it was like, and you know, every punch had like a proper thud to it. Yeah, sort of thing. Like you could, you could actually feel. You kind of got to see a lot of the follow-throughs of stuff that in glossier action films, yeah, like when he got thrown through the bus window, and it kind of lingered on him like lying on the floor and yeah like, it, it, I think that probably t- like the average Joe midlife crisis thing we were talking about yeah. even translates into the fight scenes yeah like it's it's, it's quite he, a real film he, um, it weirded me out a little bit when he did all that and just went back home and it was like nothing <laughs> I was like already at age I was like hmm this guy's into some weird man. shit he's a protected man I can imagine the police getting there and being like, "This is Hutch Mansell's work. Let's yeah. just fucking pull it, put it under the rug." That's it. But obviously, he didn't realize that he was messing with uh, the Russians. Yeah, with Russian money. But then yeah. there was even that one point where um, Julian was that his name? Yeah, yeah. Julian had a um, like a private detector sort of thing tapping the Pentagon yeah. to get information on her. Yeah. And the minute yeah. she found out who it was... He was like, nah, I'm out. Like, I'm out, yeah. So he obvi- keep the money. He obviously has a reputation. And earlier in the film, at the tattoo, <clears throat> he he's searching for those people and, and he saw the they fucking... see a tattoo on his arm and some guy like says, thank you for your service and leaves the room and it's, it almost happens for like a comical amount of time. You can hear like locks like slamming on I, the yeah, door. I, sort I, of thought, I wondered what was going to happen then. But that, you're... You're right, that is him being like acknowledged early on. Yeah. Because it's like, it, it is a bit of a mystery that when you watch this film for the first time, like. <clears throat> yeah, you don't know that he used to be a. a auditor. An, yeah. An auditor. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, that. I know, that's what he is, obviously, for. It's, for, it's a funny use of the term because, like, auditing's obviously like if you're being sued, someone turns up and you have to accept being sued. So the job of an auditor is to get... They, they walk into a room and say, are you Martin Diverge? And if you say yes, then you've accepted the audit. Or, in another, it, in another very realistic scenario, if, like in It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, mm. if you have a kid that isn't actually real mm. and you're claiming benefits on that child, <laughs> like Diaz, mm. yeah. then they'll come and... Audit you. Yeah, and then they fake her. And then to get out of that, you fake her... Baby funeral. Yeah, Yeah, but then (laughs) let's think about it. I also have an audit that happens for me. For what? The job that I do. I think it's just a general term for checking. Yeah. And well, isn't an audit when they come and check that, like, they'll audit your taxes so they check that everything's in line? No, no. They check that. uh, I think audit just means check. Yeah. Yeah. they, They check if you. Because you count all the work that you've got. It's like got a random check. And see how much uh, how much it all costs. They all know yeah. how much it costs. Well, as I think it's just like a funny play on the words because sure, he basically yeah. says later, basically what I mean is 
I'm the last guy that you ever want to see. Yeah. Sort of thing. You won't ever want to see. From the Bureau, the CIA's point of view, he's their auditor in the sense that he goes and checks that there's no loose ends after an operation. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It seems to be, Mm -hmm. he's like the cleanup man. Oh, if somebody's like stealing money from the government, like he said, and he let him free after. And then he goes and like. Views him and he's like, oh, he's happy. Yeah, yeah. He's just almost jealous of the guy. Also, you guys haven't touched on the music. Yeah. The, the music. music. Holy shit. Every time there was a car chasing or if there was like a fucking gun scene, the music in the background. It was good, wasn't it? Intense and so good. Nice. I was so good. Yeah, I just was thinking back to being in the cinema and thinking music that stood out to me. And I remember there being one scene, I think it was the one where he was in the boot of the car. Mm. Um, after Julian had sent people to the house, and it's almost like indie music that was playing. It was like an oddly off fucking genre <coughs> style of music for the intensity of the scene. Ah, but maybe, it worked. Maybe it was yeah. It, maybe it was because that was from like the point of view of the the car. The, yeah, the Russians sort of thing. Instead yeah. of his, I feel like a lot of the music plays out in his in his head, head because it's sort of from that like. I've seen people on Letterboxd describe this as like dad rock, like this <coughs> film sort of thing. And like a lot of the music is like probably from like that, yeah. the era that that guy would like you see listen that? to. Classic like slow motion shots with like... Big explosions uh, and big crunchy riffs. Yeah, sort yeah. of thing. You see that a lot when they're, they're all fighting in that room. Yeah. Like every time like... He, it's like the aware... The dad is just fucking You'll never shooting. walk alone is playing at that point. It's like is. the aware <laughs> version of what Iron Man did with the ACDC songs. Yeah. That this film's like made about that concept. Yeah. Sort of thing, which is quite funny. Yeah, when there's there's a car chase at the end in that Heartbreaker. Heartbreaker. Yeah, I fucking loved that. That was, yeah, that was so set, good. That, yeah, that, that was, was really, amazing. Made and me reappreciate that song. What I loved about that scene as well is that he was like upset when he got away from them. There was like he wanted it. Yeah, yeah. yeah he's like, oh fuck. There's a few bits like that where, um, it's almost a bit of a Walter you, White complex. You know that yeah, he wants it basically. Yeah. Like the first, the bus scene, which is his first like proper fight scene, mm. the smile that he does when them like thugs like walk on the bus is so like he's like the happiest man. In and the what whole he's world. thinking in his head is like, God, please <laughs> let the let them come in, please. Yeah. And he's just like, oh, I'm about to fuck your ass up, <laughs> bitch. I, I like how it was like tongue in cheek, like he he was he was hurt. He's not a superhero. He's yeah. just very good at what he does, but he's not like a god. He yeah. still gets hurt and stuff. That was is... another element, I think, <clears throat> of the fights that you actually that made it so that you actually felt the violence and the pain. Mm. Because he he got twatted a few times. <laughs> and he like He got fucking stabbed, bro. Yeah, he got twice. stabbed. But I... he wasn't just like he yeah, he wasn't untouchable sort of thing. Mm-hmm. He wasn't even really fast or or anything like that. Well, like when he first, because before he punches anyone, he gets punched in the face. Yeah. Mm. Like, so. But then he gives it back so much yeah. more. So much more. Yeah. And it kind of like. It's so satisfying, it, it, just him like, pat! I'm like, oh my god, <laughs> that bit when he 
grabs the the fucking baseball bat. No, the pole, the pole in the yeah, he rips like a pole from off the bus, the like bus, one of the yeah. handles sort yeah. of thing that people hold. And on he just to. fucking batters the gun yeah. out of his hand and just fucking oh, yeah. eats him up. There's a bit where he smashes someone around <laughs> the head with a baseball bat, and then he snaps the bat over oh, yeah. his knee and, <laughs> and jams the he... fucking handle into someone's face. I was like, yeah. Jesus Christ, man! Oh, Mortal, I love it. It's Mortal Kombat love shit. it. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Some fatalities on that shit. Yeah. <laughs> look at Lee in your eye at the notion of blood and guts. Is, look, is look. terrifying. Look, okay? <laughs> There's not been that many films where we watched where some shit like that happened. Do you know what I mean? This is probably once in a blue moon. And you've blown, you, blown your beans, now it has happened. Yeah, that's right! <laughs> Don't fucking forget it. It's a fucking great film. I'm glad I went to see it. Nice. Have you seen John Wick, by the yeah. way? Yeah, all, all three, yeah. Do you like them? Yeah. Yeah, yeah they're fucking amazing. fucking love them. I've not seen them. I've heard good things. <laughs> John Wick. Baba Yaga. Oh, my God. The morals of John the Wick boogeyman. is more... He he was more wrong done by than Saul Goodman. Yeah. <laughs> but Hutch right. Mansell, Hutch like, Mans, yeah. the, the morality of Hutch Mansell is very much like Murky, I would say. He doesn't really go back into it for like, the right reasons. Somehow no, I like no. him, though. Yeah, I, I <laughs> like him. But, but the John, oh, they're, they're so good. They're yeah. so good. And they're like, I've, uh, this is going to be wrong. They're not Disney films, are they? No. no. <laughs> John thinking? Carter? Yeah, that's what I'm thinking of. Yeah. John Carter? Yeah. I don't think I've seen that. Between I've, I've Mad Max, John Carter, and the one you were just talking about. John, John Wick. Wick. John Wick. I get those three franchises very mixed up. Mad yeah, but that's not, it's not really a franchise. Is it? It's the same people that did The Matrix. Which one? John no, Wick. it's the stuntman from... It's Keanu Reeves' stuntman on The Matrix who right. who directs them. Is it? Yeah, and I believe the screenwriter of them, or of the first one at least, is the same screenwriter as... But were the Wachowskis nobody. involved? But I don't think the Wachowskis are actually in... They might be, like, executive producers you know, or I something. You know, I did see that Tobey Maguire was an executive producer of this film. Really? I didn't well, see I that. Well, I just saw that in the credit. I don't know if it's the Tobey Maguire. Let me just... It's let's... definitely the Tobey Maguire. It's got to be, hasn't it? <laughs> I, the, the, How I, many Tobey Maguires are there? I don't... In the film industry, I'm just not sure. Yeah, producer Tobey Maguire. Yeah, yeah, it's the Tobey Maguire. That's cool. How... Why, so, um, I was, I was wondering mm. with this film, because obviously a lot of the films that you pick for the podcast are more like just to use like a, a blanket term like deep yeah, yeah whereas this is like a fighting film mm. yeah so what was it that made you pick this one was it this film made the list for a, a few different reasons number one that it was kind of modern yeah and that goes hand in hand with the fact that it had bob odenkirk in it and it was something that he He's not the director, but he's a producer. Yeah. And I think he was involved with the whole project. And I just respect Bob, Bob Odenkirk, basically. Um, and I, I love what he's created across his whole career. He's responsible yeah. for a lot of stuff, and he doesn't specifically take credit. Like, he writes yeah. a lot of stand-up comedian's jokes and stuff like that. Does he? <clears throat> yeah. Um, so he's a talented man. To, a very talented man. Yeah, I, I was just interested to see... Wh- him having his hands on a project 
what he'd want to make. Yeah. At one point, I bet this wasn't what you expected. No, no it wasn't what I expected. But it was, I like, it was uh, good visual storytelling. Yeah. It's a fucking good film. Mm. That's what that is. It unraveled right. nicely in the sense that I didn't, the, it worked on me. The setup, the bait and the switch, like believing that he was a pussy at the beginning. Yeah. Not knowing what his past was and thinking he didn't want to get into it and then coming around to realising that, Oh, he's a badass, and mm. he does want to get back in the game. That, that's satisfying storytelling. Yeah. At one point, I thought that he just was a family man, trying to get out the game. He mm. was into some deep shit back in his youth. Uh, it's kind of the opposite of John yeah. Wick because John Wick does want to get out of the game. I think, but he's whereas he could have. Whereas Hutch. Mansell clearly doesn't want to get out of the game. No, he could have got out of the game, though. That's the thing. Yeah. If he... It I'm not going to say anything, because... Yeah, have you seen that? It, it almost seems like Hutch Mansell would have reverted back to his old lifestyle if something had popped up. But this was just the first time that someone had, like, invaded Given his house. the opportunity. Yeah, so, yeah. It, so, like... It's like necessity. Yeah. I feel like he went a little bit hard on the fucking... on the people that came in. Just because he, he already, like, gave him a free pass, which is fine because he's, like, his son. Yeah, I was uh, going to say, I think he just uh, what pistol whipped him because yeah. he punched his son. Yeah. That was my thinking. Have you but seen, then he did it again. Have you seen Falling Down, Liam? Yeah, ages ago. It reminded me... I didn't find the lead character of Falling Down particularly likable. Mm, yeah. I might have been able to empathise with his position to an extent, but mm. not... He was a Marty cocksucker, to be blunt. <laughs> yeah. Whereas... He was bitter. You're, ble- you're being blunt today, ain't you? Yeah, he was bitter about it, so... It's a bit like... he. That's a bit of like a taxi driver scenario when he builds up all of the problems all in the, the world. problems, when yeah. he is one of the problems himself, sort of thing. <clears throat> yeah, definitely. And whereas this... You saw those problems building in, in Hutch. Yeah. With his routine getting to him. But it's also... It's almost better that those routines are in place because Hutch needs those routines yeah. to not yeah. go out there and fuck someone up. Yeah. I mean, he did get his wife back. I feel like at that point, she felt like, oh, damn, this guy, this guy will protect us. Yeah, he got his wife back in, in the senses as well that he said earlier in the film that they're... You know, they hadn't had sex in like months, and their relationship was it kind of had sort fallen apart them to yeah. get back into him yeah. being excited about the situation. It turned him on, yeah, basically. <laughs> it did, which in turn turned her, turned her on, yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is what I mean by it's like a it's an unashamed celebration of like more like surface pleasures, like just fucking punching someone yeah. in the face. It's like The Incredibles <laughs> to an extent as well, where it's yeah. like he had to hide going back to the old way for a bit but it turned out it was yeah. actually better for the whole family to embrace and him wearing the suit was that was that was him expressing himself yeah sort of thing and when he couldn't express himself life was depressing he was in that tiny car yeah. And, <laughs> yeah. which is pretty much what Hutch the situation Hutch yeah that's in. this is just how Hutch expresses himself Violently, by yeah. killing <laughs> the other reason people. that he's violent is because the world around him is yeah a bleak place. 
He. Yeah, but he could. I he mean, could. as soon as he change it up. So when he went to get the kitty cat bracelet back from them, the two that robbed his house at the start, yeah. and as soon as he saw a child involved, he he dipped he out. left. He was like, "Fuck!" Didn't that oh that <laughs> bracelet turn out just to be under the sofa, and they never yeah, took it? Did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it makes so the it whole point moot. That's another yeah. thing. The whole film is pointless. Yeah, like there is actually no like point to this film. Sort of thing. It, was it, just like it all him. happened for no reason. For some reason, I thought that they killed his family. I, I, I'm pretty sure somebody... I've read that somewhere. But, like, I just couldn't place him. I'm like, are they going to die? And he's going to go on a fucking killing spree. <laughs> but it's nothing like no, that. He just nothing went on, at all. He just went on a killing spree it's, anyway. It yeah. is pretty simple. It's just he was given a reason to snap out of his routine. Yeah. Basically. And that's like... How much money does he have, though? That's the real question. Because he just, like... He's got an endless amount he's of looked money. After, he must have. He's looked after by the state, you know. Yeah, that's what I mean by, like, an endless amount. Like, yeah. he couldn't run out of money, sort of thing. Yeah. He's catered for. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it's pretty... He says even... Well when he, done. When he tries to quit his job, he's like, they weren't happy about me trying to leave, which yeah. implies he's one of a kind. He's the man for the job. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So to speak. But how did he get out? Because shit like that, you know. I might be wrong in saying, but like, if he's the guy that get that gets rid of the loose ends, mm. isn't he already a loose end himself? So would they have sent someone to like get rid of already a loose end who? Also gets rid of loose ends. So you want like a fucking nobody expanded universe? With no, 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 <laughs> no, his... no, 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 no. What, uh, not like, what I, I meant. Like too scared of him to to tie up his loose end. He's got to die of natural causes. <laughs> yeah. Just... Or getting fucking bombed as you're sleeping. Basically. <laughs> Imagine just drop a bomb on his house. Done. I also like Julian as a character. Yeah. He was a good I villain. liked it when at the start when there was a song playing and he snorted some coke and off like his hands. song like slowed down. Yeah. Like as soon as he snorted the coke. I didn't notice <laughs> that, you know. Oh it's uh, it was good. I was just laughing at how he needed that to go up and do that very small performance. Yeah. <laughs> and he always does it. I like that bit when he's just sitting there eating whatever he was eating. Um, watching the performance. Yeah, just watching the oh, performance. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. It's a cool film. Yeah. There's a triple headshot from the Riz. Oh side. my god, <laughs> that, that triple. triple headshot, bro. Yeah. I was like, oh my this just this happening like it happened to me once while I was playing COD. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> it felt so good. It felt like I've had the a world Look, fucking I've had a quad. Stop. Yeah. Not headshot. I've had a quad with a noob tube. A quad with a noob too. Yeah. Um, Declan Challoner was not happy because I stole his kills, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> I can imagine that. Um, the, what were we just saying about... I don't know, bro. Triple headshot. Triple headshot, bro. Like, yeah, no, yeah. That shit was headshot. fucking amazing. As soon as I saw it, I was like, oh, the I RZA, gotta talk about this shit. The RZA... Just made me laugh how he just appeared at the end of the film. Obviously, yeah. his voice was in the film. Isn't yeah. It? That's his old mate from back in the day, which again does imply. No, it's his brother. That's his brother. Yeah. Yeah. 
a, he there's a picture at one point in the film with like a younger Christopher Lloyd. Oh, there is, and they're yeah. next to one another. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I was obviously just one of them's got to be adopted, presumably. There's no talk the of the mother. No. Yeah. Or the, yeah. True. Um. So he might have adopted both of them. Who knows? Yeah, that was the impression I got. They were like orphans, and he like trained them to be like real good beasts. Mm. I like that it pikes questions like that. Yeah, leaves some things like some rocks unturned. I think there's. I reckon there'll definitely be a sequel. You, you think, think so? Yeah. I, f- I thought about. I thought about that as well. Because like there's he... there's four John Wicks. Well, there's three out there making the fourth one yeah. now, and this is with by the same. The same. With the Matrix. Yeah, like I think. It's by the same writers. I imagine they've got the same kind of plan for this mm. as they have for John Wick. That'd be pretty mad to see them turn this into a, a thing. Yeah. Yeah, I would I would definitely be Bob here for a sequel. Bob becomes a poster boy. Like yeah. A, an, an action, action hero. Yeah. yeah. I mean... He makes a good action hero. Yeah. I think it's... He in, does. In this film. Well, back in the day of action heroes, he would have been a very unlikely candidate for yeah. an action hero. But in this day he, and age... He, re- he reminds me a lot of, like, The Punisher. Oh, really? Yeah, because I don't know if you guys seen I've not the, seen the Punisher. The Punisher no. It, it's sort of the same deal, but different. He was an army man who got set up and... Punishers. Uh, no, somebody, <laughs> somebody killed, tried to kill him and his family. They killed his family, but failed to kill him. Even though he got shot in the head. Classic superhero. Then. Yeah. He oh, got shot in the head, they came back. They have to have dead families. Yeah. Basically, it's a prerequisite. Yeah. yeah. Um, anyway, that happens. He recovers, and then he just goes on a fucking killing spree of all these bad guys. Mm. They call him the Punisher, but he never kills any like innocent people. Ah, oh, so yeah, so just a, the, that is, the bad, that is, bad guys. Man. Huh? That is similar then. Yeah. I just wanted to say that films like this and John Wick, they with their like use of like stunts like real stunts and stuff they go back to like these like date back to like the the start of cinema yeah like the silent era like stuntmen like Buster Keaton I was just about to say Buster Keaton and yeah. Buster doing, Keaton Buster Keaton would do crazy shit like I don't know ladders are a good example who'd like run at a fence with a ladder and balance it on the fence yeah. in a manner that he'd like go over the fence whilst policemen were chasing him and they'd all smash into the fence yeah it's like tom and jerry but in real life yeah <laughs> and he's got films Jesus. with like train the um, train, train yeah. chases and stuff and he's just like hanging off the back of like trains and shit like that like but doing the, all his own stunts the way they achieved yeah it's a whole art constructed yeah and stuff. there is some buster keaton film he's from like the 1920s and 30s I've watched quite a lot of you his... you got a lot of them on? There's, oh. a, there's a couple of Keaton films on the list. More I've... Chaplin. Charlie more Chaplin. Chaplin. Yeah. Chaplin's films had more of like a narrative. Yeah. I th- and I... Keaton's were more Physical. facilitating the... The story through. The visuals sort of yeah. thing. Were, like the story was facilitating the outrageous stunt sort of thing, whereas Chaplin was more... His films had a personal comedy. His yeah. film had like... Yeah, Modern Times is like... I saw The Great Dictator when I was yeah, quite they young. they are all. Yeah. And I remember distinctly how passing of time is portrayed in that film because it starts in World War One. Oh, does it? I've and, seen it, I just not for a long time. Yeah, I've not seen it since that viewing, and yeah. it's mad how much I remember of it. <clears throat> it was the first time I'd ever seen, like, Hitler portrayed on film. Yeah. So that's why it stuck with me, but... It starts in World War One, and then you, you see... Hitler the whole... wasn't even dead when that film came out. 
Really? I'm pretty sure that's 1940. Really? That's yeah. fucking crazy. When did he die? 45. It was early Hitler, really. Mm. Well, <laughs> in terms of World War II. Early as Hitler. Far as, as far as things like that go. Yeah. But the, it's always like we watched Bicycle Feeds the, a few episodes back and when a film can still resonate today that was like nearly 100 years old. It's yeah. crazy. That's mad. That's it's when crazy. It's mad when the mm. message still stands. Because there's some films That's you can why, I'm telling you, you can't die without a legacy. You can't just disappear into nothing. You gotta have like a way to touch people's hearts so you that know they can remember you. That the Egyptian people, ancient Egyptian people, build pyramids. Well, they had an idea. <laughs> Obviously, they build big statues of emperors. Car. Yeah, yeah car. And that would be. Sun God. No, no, that's Ra. Ra, yeah. Car. K A is the concept of how much you're remembered after you're dead. And right. that would apparently extend your time in the afterlife. How much people spoke about you post death. And that's why the pharaohs were building fuck off statues. So it was like they'll yeah. always remember me if, I'm, <laughs> if that's over them. Yeah. <laughs> but people can take that down. Do you know what I mean? After you're dead, you could take it down. So what, Nobody. What can you do to leave a permanent in influence? That's right. That's what we mean. Songs work. Maybe. Maybe. Modern times. Just to slam back into the <laughs> what we were talking about a second yeah, yeah. ago with no seem just completely unseemly. Go, but go. Modern Times by Chaplin crosses me as like a an Oland film. It's on the list, it definitely it's it's there. Um, Why is it in uh, just from that film? name right there, mod I can tell that it's a comment on what the modern times of his day were. It's all set in like a factory and so obviously it's like the dawn of Industry. Technology, yeah, and all that. like overtaking human jobs, and but just technology that doesn't work very well. Oh, <laughs> and it's got like a um, I I seem to remember it had like a proper steampunk vibe to it. Mm. It seemed like it was almost Gilliam esque sort of thing. Fantastic. So that's why I think you'll be a big fan. And all yeah. Chaplin films are like eighty minutes long. Yeah, and they're... all Buster Keaton films are less than an hour. Have you seen... This is just going off on a tangent for the era of films that we're talking about, but have you seen a film called Suspense? No. It's like a short... Yeah, none of these films I've seen. Yes, you have seen Suspense. I have shown you Suspense. Have you? For the short. It's the one about the tramp that breaks into the lady's house. <gasps> I have seen that one. Yeah, it's, that's, it's from, like, 1913. It's, like, really? that old. Uh, nice. It's Literally, that is what happens. A... A man leaves the house and leaves a woman alone at home mm. and a with tramp a breaks into the house with the baby. And the way... It's just called suspense because suspense that is, is created. Yeah. And it's her realising that there's someone in the house. But the way that this tramp is portrayed, he's, it's, it's awful. Yeah. It is scary. <laughs> I think it still works. Really? It? I feel like that's the kind of um, horror that like David Lynch brings to his stuff, like the really old style, like just like well, dirty, the, like the wall jump in Mulholland Drive. What's, There's nothing re- that sharp behind is that the, in the di- diner. Yeah, yeah, the diner scene. There's nothing about that that should really be inherently yeah, but scary. That's what I thought of when you said like a dirty tramp sort of thing. I yeah. don't even know if you did say dirty, but you said like a yeah, like and it, a, it's like in the return as well. The gotta light. Yeah, those yeah, guys. Yeah, the woodsman. I think they're called and. There is just something creepy. Because it's like a human being that's not looking after themselves. Like, why are they doing that? Yeah. Like it, it... You get a lot of that kind of imagery in films from, like, the 20s and stuff like that. Like, I sometimes when I'm 
watching a film from like the twenties, mm. I can just I just feel a bit dirty. You sit on their face all grubby. Yeah. Some of the stuff we were saying this because in bicycle feed, I almost a, feel like I can smell it. Sort there's of a thing. bit where it's pissing it down, and he's got a wound. Do you remember the bit I'm talking about when they run to dry? The son and the dad they they run to the edge of a building to get dry, and he's got he, he's hurt himself and he's got this like bloody rag wrapped around really? his hand, but to he just unwraps it and just wipes his face with it to oh, get all this sweat and yeah. water off and like just during COVID. No, that wasn't it. What what you go on? You remember? Uh, he he gave his his son. The um, it was a handkerchief, yeah, like a handkerchief that he blew his nose in and then just oh, gives it God. to his son or something, yeah. And he just uses it to fucking wipe himself down, but he already used it, yeah, on himself first. And nice. it was the nonchalantness about, yeah, it, just <laughs> it was like, oh, yeah, uh, oh, yeah, oh, what's normal. happening, yeah, but now that is mad interesting, but um, yeah, we're probably coming to the end of this episode of It's Not That Deep. What. Closing Bro. thoughts. Go on, Liam. Here's up with your closing thoughts. Uh, no, you, you do closing thoughts first and let me think yeah, about Martin, it. Yeah, mine. Okay. <laughs> um, the film was fantastic. All right. Nice. Visuals, I did music, think... action, just everything I wanted in a film. It's ticked I, Martin's box. I thought That's before right. we went to see it, this is like Martin's territory more than it is Olin's yeah. territory. Oh, sort of 100%. <laughs> and Olin doesn't have a lot of these films on his list. This yeah. is on the list. No, no, I mean, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, we don't have a lot of these I've type a, of films. I've got loads of suggestions list. of films that I want to... Like this? Like this. Kind of like this. I give you a password to my letterbox, Liam. You can just add stuff to the list if you want. Uh, can do if you yeah. don't mind. I'm not going to add anything too like. Yeah, yeah. Nothing scary. That's all just, I ask. What's what do you mean by well, scary? No, 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 no. Don't ask that question. Okay, we'll yeah, we'll yeah. have this conversation <laughs> okay, off mic because okay. that's a whole another forty minutes of talk. But yeah, there's, anyway. there's films I'd love to show you guys that I think would be more your stomping ground, but. I wouldn't. They wouldn't just be like pointless action films. I'd be bringing them mm. on for like a reason. I can yeah. like, sort of what, like what we to bring on to my closing thoughts. I was very content with that film. I felt mm. like not not that I paid admission price because uh, Liam sorted out a fantastic si- <laughs> situation right, right there. Situation right there, but it felt worth the admission price. Yeah. Worth the popcorn price. I tell you that. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. It's definitely a very narratively satisfying film by the end of mm. it sort of thing. And I'll remember, I think it will leave an impression on me and that mm. is always what I'm looking for. So I'm, it's been a successful venture in my eyes. Nice. That's what I like to hear. Liam, you're the last man standing. My last thoughts would just be that this probably would be like a 6.5 out of 10 mm. just just from like the... You said you said seven earlier. Yeah, I'm I'm gonna. I it is. It could be oh, this probably from would be like a to eight point five, in my opinion. It varies. Basically, this rises like an extra rating because it's the action's just done right, yeah. sort of thing. And the, you know, earlier we were talking about Phantom Fred, and I was saying Paul Thomas Anderson did his research in like the fashion world, sort of thing, and yeah. and Daniel Day Lewis did as well, and it rang true in the film. Mm. These films, they're not like art films like that, but 
you know, you've got Bob, Bob Odenkirk talking about the types of guns. Like, mm. you know, you, you just see little details, like on the mine bomb that he holds, it says point at enemy or something like that, which mm. is something that <clears throat> I never attributed to like a landmine like that but i'm but presumably that's like a real detail because it makes sense yeah yeah it felt all there it felt very real and yeah and well researched for an action film Mm. and even though those details oh that was a magnum 45 10 millimeter or whatever yeah (laughs) even though that shit means nothing to me just hearing it being said is like cool because it's like this is well researched and it adds like texture to the film sort of thing sells it better yeah and like that and this and films like John Wick as well like they're, they're just very above. detailed like everything just like do you remember have you seen The Raid yeah I've seen I literally just seen that film two days the ago the first Raid is the, that's what I've seen yeah that's pure that's just visceral that is, like yeah. choreographed yeah. of the, the violence and how it's choreographed and that is pretty spectacular yeah that's a great film it is a great film I can't wait to see number two I want to see it. Hmm. Are they on the list? They are. Well, the, so I've seen the first one, so I don't know if the first one's on there, but you've seen the first one. Yeah. So we only need to do the second one. So yeah. um, the second one is on the list, I think. But uh, I might nice watch it beforehand opinion, anyway. Just to be a, just to da- put a downer on it. What? I don't like the second one as much. Do you not? We'll the, have to have you on for that episode. The, <laughs> it's not Fair bad. Enough. The first one is just purely contained, like pure cinema, pure action. Yeah. I remember the second one's got too much plot. In, in that opinion. first raid film where it's like a fucking long shot of a corridor and it's panning along him making his way along this corridor and he people are just coming at him from this angle and he's just fucking each and yeah, every, every person. single person that's coming oh. in a fantastically fashionable way as well. Yeah. It's a fucking good film. But yes, thank you so much for... Uh, Liam, thank you so much for being here. That's all right. Thank you. We Always a pleasure, it. never a chore. That's right. Anytime you want to come on, you're welcome. That's we'll be right. back next week. <laughs> <laughs> you're going to be a permanent permanent member of the... The third co-host. That's right. So The that, MIP boys. But until next time, thank you so much for listening. Uh, go check us out at MIP you type that into anywhere you type MIP into Spotify you're going to find this podcast you type MIP into YouTube you're going to find what we're doing there you type MIP ltd.org into your browser and you're going to get our website we're going to end this episode with my debut single my name is Oland and this is my take on Frank Sinatra's classic Fly Me to the Moon Fantastic. You're killing it.